0: So I'm just going to be quick, because I know you are looking forward to this week's Good Sex, Bad Sex Mm, podcast. Um, But we've got some very exciting news in that we are doing a live podcast recording in London. No one told me about this. I know, I know. Well, we weren't going to invite you, but still. Um, No, we are. We're going to be 12th of February. February 12th.
1: 2019. 2019. At the Phoenix Arts Club. Phoenix, I'm going to repeat everything you say. Phoenix Arts Club. Please. London. Do. <laughs> please come along. Uh, tickets are £10. Yeah. And you can get tickets from PhoenixArtsClub.com. yay And it's two, two podcasts. Two podcasts. A little interval. And I believe Miranda's doing her special dance.
0: Oh yes it's, it's the truffle shuffle Just for you uh, Please do come along We'd love to see you uh, It's going to be Fucking great <laughs> I can't believe They're letting us out <laughs>
1: Hello and welcome to Good Sex, Bad Sex, a podcast from Metro.co.uk. It's a bit like going to the hairdressers, only our blows won't leave you dry.
0: (laughs) My name is Bibi Lynch. (laughs) And I'm Miranda Kane. And
1: coming up, we're talking to a woman who's going to help you if you have any relationship woes.
2: Hi, I'm Jess Wilde. I'm a sex expert. I work for LoveHoney.co.uk. Thank you for joining
1: us. Thank you for getting rid of your uh, flatmates, your guests, while you're while you're doing this. Um, We want to talk, and I tell you, this is a requested subject from a few friends of mine that listen. They're going, we love all the sex talk, of course. They love me and Miranda telling them about our wild sex. Oh, Miranda, have you had have you had had sex yet? (laughs) No, 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 still not, not within the time
0: scope timescape of us doing this no, podcast. no sex for no. Us,
1: jess no. um, jess wild from love honey <laughs> but what you want to answer a friend said to me ask about sex in long-term relationships yeah so jess does it naturally go to shit <laughs> <laughs>
2: um i i think i like to believe that's a myth i mean i guess it depends on your definition of what shit is i suppose um i think it's true that it becomes less frequent um, but in my opinion, frequency is not the same as quality. Um, and, you know, if you're in a good long term relationship and you do understand each other's bodies, there's no reason that your sex life can't get better. It just might not be as frequent as it was when you first met. What, why does that happen, though? Oh, wow. Well, I mean, without going into too much science, really. Um, I mean, obviously the beginning when you when you first meet somebody, there's a lot going on and we've got that initial kind of peak where that lust takes over. Um, the main hormone to blame for that one is serotonin. And it's basically you get the rush of this that goes to the brain. That pretty quickly sort of starts to fade off. That's entirely natural. But then I think a lot of people have this habit of comparing the sex that they're having, say, in their long term relationships, sort of a few years down the line to, oh, well, it's not like how we met. You know, we're not having the same frequency of sex as when we met. But well, that's just not going to happen. Your brain just, nature's not designed that way. Your brain is just not pumping out the same hormones. So partly you can blame science. Mm. <laughs> but I think um, we're all guilty of getting into routines and, you know, life takes over as well. As we go through life, we sort of add to our basket of external stresses with jobs and kids and all this other stuff. Um, it kind of just gets in the way of time for sex, really, I think. It's a bit of both. Is there anything, because... I don't want to say Holland and Barrett, but
1: Holland and Barrett, <laughs> loads, of, loads of these kind of places, they sell all these kind of supplements and everything. Is there a supplement or anything on the market that can kind of give you a little bit of a, um, an adrenaline boost of this serotonin?
2: And um, so you can get SSRIs, which are usually um, treated as an antidepressant that do contain serotonin. I would not have a clue whether you could get that from your GP to help out with your sex drive. Um, that would be a really interesting question to ask, though. <laughs> when you're looking, I mean, who knows? You know, I think if it's having a big enough impact on your life and your overall happiness. It would be definitely something to take to your doctor. Um, but when we're talking about sort of supplements that you can pick up on the high street and in sex shops, I mean, there are there is evidence to show that there are certain supplements that can raise your libido. And of course, things like diet does have an impact on how sexy you feel and how your arousal is going to work. So it makes sense that having a healthy diet, good exercise, and all of that good stuff is going to contribute to a good, happy sex life. Um, I don't think there's a pill that can just, you know, turn your libido back on just like that, um, because usually it's not just one factor that's made your libido drop in the first place so you usually need a a sort of several pronged attack so to speak if you're if you really want to work on raising your libido with your partner what kind of food so aphrodisiacs Mm. do Mm. they work absolutely i mean there is definitely evidence to show that aphrodisiac, aphrodisiac foods can obviously do that in itself so it can raise your libido but i guess i'm talking more um if you're somebody who's got yourself into a bit of a routine of having maybe quite an unhealthy diet, that's not going to contribute to your actual feeling horny. And it's also not going to help your body perform in the moment either. I mean, we all function best when our bodies are well-oiled and working at the best they possibly can. And part of that is diet. As boring as it sounds, it kind <laughs> of it look after your body and it will look after you. I know it's not the most fun answer, is it? So you're basically saying you can't
0: spend a weekend having McDonald's and then have a couple of oysters on a Sunday night and think you're sorted.
2: <laughs> Just asking I for a friend. You could. Just- I wish you <laughs> could. I wish you could. I mean... Now and again, sure. I don't think the oysters are going to solve the problem straight away, (laughs) um, but just make sure you're not eating McDonald's every single night, and you'll be all right. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever, okay. (laughs) Yeah, sure.
0: (laughs) But what are kind of like the common problems around sex in a long-term relationship? Is it uh, like you're saying that there's timing, and people don't have the timing times for it, as other things get in the way? But do you also think there's like emotional and psychological things that, that that happen?
2: Absolutely. I mean, as you've just sort of said, there's all these external points that sort of we tag onto our lives that get in, in the way. And unfortunately, what happens is when you're in a relationship and you're not sort of talking about these things openly, it's really easy to start making assumptions on the other end. We all know our brains sort of worst case scenario, don't they? And you think, oh, my partner doesn't love me anymore. They don't care for me anymore. And we, we attach sex and sexual pleasure to obviously, you know, all the rest of what makes a relationship intimate, all those other things that aren't sex. So it's easy to attach these two things together. And if you're not talking about it, it's sort of, you know, you end up just spiraling. So I think it's just really important to talk. Um, and not put too many expectations on your partner. Um, as I said at the beginning, lots of people, you know, we all wish that this amazing sex drive you have in that first few months of meeting somebody would last for 25 years. I mean, God, I'd be in the best shape ever (laughs) if that was the case. Um, but it just doesn't happen that way. Uh, but I think, you know, trying to not constantly reference that or, or why, why don't they want to have sex with me as much as they did back then and adding those expectations, it does make a sort of an emotional barrier between you as well, so, which, which doesn't help. So you kind
1: of need to do a kind of um, a seasons of sex, don't you? So at this stage, we know it's going to be like this. At this stage, shut up. At this stage, we know it's going to be like this. At this stage, we know it's going to be like this. So you're not comparing to how it was, but to what it should be yeah. at that stage.
2: I think having reason sort of realistic expectations is a massive part of it. Um I mean Obviously, everyone's seasons, let's call them that, everyone's sexual <laughs> seasons do sort of vary. Um, I actually really like that. That's
1: no, no, good, I can't say like, I have to No, it. I have to say I interviewed someone whose book was that, so I can't take any credit <laughs> for that. But, uh, but
2: I thought but it was I cool. It. I quite liked it too, yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and there's something... Liz
1: like, McCulloch, there you go, there you go. I did put the name check in.
2: I think there's something about, I guess, the entire sex education from the word dot, all the way through our lives, no one's ever telling us, you know, what you should expect. It's just, oh, you'll work it out. And, you know, we attach lots of emotion to these things that we're supposed to be working out as we go along. So I think there's something to be said for that, you know, actually explaining to people what you could expect from certain points during your own personal life. You know, even if you're single, your libido is going to change. Even if you're having sex with yourself alone, you know, you're you're never involving another partner. Still, your libido is going to change. It's just knowing how to talk about that with a partner so they understand that it's not that they love you any less. It's just. Bodies change, you know, and having some, some understanding, I think, would massively help Miranda? reduce the stress that surrounds it. Mm. Can you
1: ask Jess? Yes,
2: because
1: um, lovely Jess has several times now said that you need to talk to your partner. <laughs> okay. Now I'm, I'm suggesting that's not that easy. Yeah. So Miranda and I, we like a bit of role playing. <laughs> Never done it together. Oh, so come on, me and Miranda. How long have we been together, Miranda? Uh,
0: we've been together for, uh, let's say, thirty months. So we've done thirty podcasts. Thirty months.
1: (laughs) And um we were euphoric at the beginning, weren't
0: we? Oh my god, we were just It was amazing. We were just podcasting every day. All we could do. (laughs) All we could do was podcast. And now we're Skyping
1: them in. Yeah. (laughs) now we're all, we're all in different rooms in <laughs> <and and> different boroughs
0: we're, we're having to rely on different things to keep us going like it used to be yeah. that we were just happy with a box of jaffa cakes yeah, i've had now? to bring him yeah.
1: fox's biscuits yeah, yeah, tonight yeah and i've shoplifted from ms oh yeah <laughs> and um, there's a lot of so how would miranda how would miranda address address the issue with me how would she make this more exciting again Without hurting my feelings, because I'm Pisces, Virgo rising, very sensitive.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So I was just going to say, that's the thing is it's understanding your partner and speaking to them in a way that, you know, they'll um, be receptive to. So there's not a one size fits all answer to this. You should know your partner better than anybody. However, I would say you make sure that you're in a safe scenario where it is just the two of you. Um, some people might prefer to do this over digital, like I'm um, texting. It is okay to do that. Um, sometimes it can soften the blow or ease your way into a conversation, but my preference is definitely face-to-face. Yeah. Mm. And kick off by talking about what you love about your sex life. Don't, don't go in with the hardness or, or your podcasting, I should say. <laughs> you go in with, with what you love about podcasting every single day. <laughs> And, and what, what about that makes your life better and, and makes you feel more connected with Bibi? And, and then you would sort of talk about you know, the reasons surrounding why you're not having so much time for that now. Mm. And just simply by opening that door just the tiniest little bit, it, you'd be amazed actually how much the conversation flows after that. A lot of that worry about these kinds of conversations is you thinking about it and building up anticipation and stress and how are they going to react? Mm. So you sort of push that door chances are your partners had the same thing going on in their head you know they've lived the same sex life as you for x amount of years so they're probably having similar ideas they they're not stupid they're aware that your sex life is probably less active than it was previously and they're probably hoping you'll broach it you Know
0: what do you say to the people who think to themselves, right? Our sex life isn't working as well as I'd hoped. Um, why don't we bring someone else into it? Because that seems mm-hmm. to me to be the first thing that people seem to jump to. Which That's... seems to be the first thing, yeah. It what seems like a bit of an escalation, about? like it, it just like the amount of people that are like, right, well, we're unhappy, let's either have okay. an open relationship or try what about crutches... a threesome pants. <laughs> Because it's not the eighties anymore, oh, baby. I, I know. I I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so it's,
0: it's like that does seem to be. Am I wrong? In no. <laughs> seriously, the first. <laughs> yeah, is to bring someone else. Yeah. yeah, like it's always like one of those things in advice columns. Like, yeah. oh, our our, our our sex life isn't great
2: anymore. I'm too
1: delicate for this.
2: It's quite an interesting thing. I think. Uh, I'm somewhere in between both of you on this, actually. I do think it's something that gets suggested quite a lot. Um, I I don't know if I've heard many people suggest it as a first, Um, but you're you're quite right. It is something that gets suggested quite often. You know, let's try a threesome. Let's try an open relationship. And for the right people, I think that can be amazing, actually. Um, Actually, in my experience, what I hear more often is, my sex life isn't working or it's no longer working with my partner. Does that mean it's over? You know, does does this mean that we are no longer compatible together, you know, in that side of things? Um, in which case I always think discussing involving another person is a, a good compromise if you're actually both open to it and if you can do it sensibly. However, when you're bringing another human being into the mix, you're bringing a whole other human of emotions you know this, this isn't just a body that can jazz up your sex life this person comes with their own history and their own lives so I would always say a sex toy would be a much better middle ground um, <laughs> you know I like sex dolls there are loads of sex dolls aren't <laughs> there, so I would suggest that first
0: <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to also put it out there because uh, this has happened to a friend of mine where you know, they've been married for a, quite a long time and so underneath the Christmas tree one year you know lovely wrapped up Box. beautiful she was hoping for a pair of jimmy shoes of she was. but it was it was a it was a sex toy in a in a little shoe box and oh th- <laughs> um, would you agree with me jess that that is not not the way to go this christmas or indeed I... any, <laughs> any time of the year
2: Whilst I think in the right scenario a sex toy can make her a blooming fabulous Christmas present, I do think in that scenario where perhaps there's some unspoken, you know, the elephant in the room um, is that there's a lack of sex. The way to <laughs> don't bring sex an elephant into the room. One. Anyone listening at home, <laughs> is, yeah. don't kill the don't,
1: elephant in the room no with a rabbit. You don't that.
2: Yeah, exactly. Because goodness knows, I mean, what an unclear message. What is this like? <laughs> oh, I can't be bothered. Here you go, do it yourself. Yeah. Or is oh, it like, yes. I don't, what is that? Hmm. So it's so confusing, that kind of message. So yeah, Definitely um, surprise sex toys. Like most surprise sex, it's not the one. Like just uh, no. <laughs> Definitely pork surprise
0: sex that. is there? Is there yeah. such a thing, or does that get into exactly. murky consent waters? Exactly,
2: exactly. And in my opinion, any surprise sex toys fall under the same umbrella. Like it's just such a shock, you know. And you know what? They're, they're on a practical side of things, from anybody out there who you know, without making anyone out there who's thought oh, I really thought that would be a good idea. (laughs) You know what? I see where you're coming from and you're not the first. You won't be the last to think that. But don't. The reason it's a bad idea, though, is because... We all know how we feel when we're shocked. You know, anyone who yeah. out of the corner, like you made you jump, your first reaction is you leap out your skin and you almost punch them. You know, you do like that self-defense thing. Only this that time you've got positioned... a weapon, so you know. Yeah, exactly. So you don't want to be putting your partner in a position where they feel like they need to put up their defenses any more than they already are. Yeah. So really bad tactic. Don't do surprise sex toys. Definitely talk things out first. And, <laughs> Start with something nice like a massage or some massage oil maybe. And surely like shopping for a sex toy is quite sexy in itself.
0: If you're with someone, Then isn't that quite a nice way to get them to see that maybe you want to try something new or something different?
2: Yes, absolutely. I mean, it's something that I recommend to my friends quite a lot. It's exactly that. Get online. Go to your favorite sex toy shop and look together or set up a wish list. Um, like our website, Love Honey, we do have a wish list where you can add a bunch of products and you can sort of share it with your partner. So if it is a bit too uncomfortable to sit right next to them, you can do that too. And it can just be that opportunity to go, oh, I didn't even know you were interested in that thing. or, And it just opens up the conversation again. For a lot of people, it's just taking that breath and saying the first thing to say, hey, I want to talk about our sex life, you know. Let's make it even more fun. So we're assuming
1: that sex, um, there's less sex as as the relationship. Um, in, in, the longer the relationship, the less sex you're going to have. We're assuming that and we're saying, but that doesn't matter so much because actually you get better sex the more you know each other, blah, blah.
2: Yeah, um, absolutely. And the other thing actually is um, more and more what I hear is it's not actually – rather than seeing the graph as the way you've just described, which is the longer you're together, the less sex you have. It's more of, um, in really long-term relationships, it's more of a dip and a rise, we find. So you have loads and loads of sex when you first meet. It sort of dips off as life becomes more complicated. Maybe you have children, you're working on your careers. And then all of a sudden, your kids grow up, they move out, and you retire. And lots of elderly people are having amazing sex lives, because just simply because they've got the time again. So a lot of it goes to show that it's not something within your relationship it 's quite often external stresses that are getting in the way rather than anything you need to worry about between the two of you if you're um if you 're
1: not quite at the retired stage yet and you 're and suddenly there 's more sex going on, does that mean that one of you's cheating
2: um i wouldn 't say necessarily i mean I, I would say in in any way in your relationship if you notice a very sudden change in behavior it 's something to take stock of take note of and discuss and that can be in any area of your relationship um it doesn 't matter whether it 's sex or something else. But I don't, think, I don't think it's as simple as saying, oh, there's loads of sex happening, they're obviously cheating. Um, it could just be that they've got a sudden kick in libido. It could be that you don't, you're unaware that they've been to the doctors about something else. You know, there's so many factors that can contribute to sex. It's hard to say what one thing has been fixed without talking about it. So it really is a conversation. Stop I know you'll making hear me say us, that again and again. Stop
1: making us try and talk.
2: <laughs> I know, it's so boring. What was, isn't it? What what the was fax, fax machines invented for? <laughs> <laughs> ah, well, it's funny you were going to say that. I was just going to come on to something similar, which is, it's not all about talking. I mean, yeah, you'll hear me say that over and over again, that communication is the basis of everything. However, there are some things that you can do that aren't just sitting and having, you know, these talks. Yes. Um, Give us some relationship- tips. Give us some, oh, some okay little take so, home things. So my two main ones um, is you want to focus, so for your actual relationship, um, I would say focus on other areas where you can be intimate. So, I mean, take sex off the table. Quite often, the pressure in itself is a bit of a libido killer. So remove sex from the table altogether. Figure out other ways that you can spend intimate time together, whatever that might be. That might be going out on dates. That might be just making sure you get the house to yourself for a few hours every week, get, get a babysitter, whatever it is that's getting in your way, remove that obstacle. And then in your own time, you know, self-care is really important too and self-care is much more than a bathtub and a face mask. It's masturbating and I definitely recommend playing on your own with That or with was that a leap, toys.
1: yeah. <laughs> I thought I, I was going to say exfoliating it's, or moisturising. It's, <laughs> it's,
2: it's about looking after your other lady bits and I think it's, well no matter what you've got in your pants actually it's not about being a lady, it's it is self-care and there's some truth to you. if you don't use it, you lose it. Just in this idea of it's like practicing a muscle. So the more you practice letting your brain get aroused, the more easily it will become aroused when you're with your partner. So something to be said for practicing. Practice makes perfect. Oh well,
0: no oh good. Well, I know what I'm doing this evening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same thing I do every Absolutely. evening. <laughs> you're doing self care. Yes. <laughs> Just a bit of self care, don't mind me. So, B.B.? What? Stop talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> no. Because <laughs> we've got to do a lot of talking on the 12th of February. Why? Because it's our live podcast event. You are pulling mine. <laughs> no, I'm not. And you know what? <laughs> Could you? <laughs> I do not get paid enough. <laughs> now, do you know what the 12th of February is, Day Two it's days. Two
1: days before the V-Day, isn't oh, it? Oh, we hate V-Day. Or do we love V-Day? I don't know. Exactly. So
0: whether you love it, whether yeah. you hate it, whether yeah. you're single, going yeah. out with someone, or it's yeah. just complicated. Yeah. Oh.
1: yeah, I like that. Then come along to our little life. I don't think I'm um, building this up too much. I think we're going to change your lives. Yeah. Definitely your sex lives. Yeah. Definitely your love lives. Yeah. And definitely your afterlives. lives. <laughs> So it's Phoenix Arts Club in London. Um, Get tickets, 10 quid. 10 shiny English pounds. Bargain. Before Brexit. Um, So it's phoenixartsclub.com. Go there, get your tickets. It's Miranda and I, producer Sam, hopefully won't be there, and um, (laughs) be two amazing guests, surprise guests, and um, and you beautiful people. Try and be good looking. Yeah dress up make an effort yeah not you them
0: my name's Bean Miranda Kane and I am BB Lynch good sex bad sex was dragged into a difficult birth by Sam Bonham
1: <laughs> you are so nasty <laughs> join us next week for good sex bad sex